I have one for you this morning. Um, when I got here this morning, I felt led to meet with our prayer team and just kind of explain to them where the Lord brought this from and stuff and, and gave them a task to pray on behalf of this. Um, and even as we were in the prayer room this morning, the power of the Lord, I felt his presence in there. Um, you know, I don't know if they would agree with me, but the presence of the Lord is all over this message to the point. Listen, I was supposed to preach from 1 Corinthians 13 this morning when pastor before he left last Sunday, he said, wait, what are you preaching about on Sunday? I said, love. He said, that's awesome. I'm going on vacation. Bye. <laughs> um, but since then, the Lord, you know what? Let's pray. Father, in Jesus name. Thank you for this morning. Um, Lord, just like my brother prayed over me this morning, may my words be yours. May I be emptied out and may you fill me now that this message will be heard the way it should be, be challenging the way it should be, and be responded to the way that it should be. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody say amen. amen. God wakes me up a lot and sings to me. Um, I'm very guarded with what I listen to, not just because I'm a praise and worship leader. It's because his means of communication sometimes of waking me up in the middle of the night or early in the morning is through the songs I've been listening to. So that's why I'm very guarded. If you're a worshiper, if you know God speaks through through worship, I would say guard that. Guard what you listen to in your car at night when you work out or when you clean. I love to listen to music when I clean. Um, because God speaks through it. So I've been listening to this gentleman by the name of Jonathan McReynolds, and I definitely recommend him. Um, and he has a song called Cycles, okay? I have to make sure I say it right, because when I told um, Brenda and um, Sharon about this last Wednesday, they thought I said cycle, like a cycle. But, um, I'm not... <laughs> I'm not listening to songs about psychos, I promise you. But <laughs> apparently that was real funny. Uh, <laughs> so the song talks about cycles. Um, and it, for some reason, out of all of the music, you know, like my wife and kids were going to see Gary and Lori, and we listened to the whole album. For some reason, out of that whole album, the next morning, God woke me up with that song, and it wouldn't leave me. I kept on hearing in my mind, cycles, cycles, over and over again. I said, fine, I'll read the lyrics. And I read the lyrics, and something inside of me just woke up that God was telling me that I, your God, wants you to see the cycles that you have been involved in throughout your adult years, and I want you to notice them. I want you to name them by name, and I want you to give them to me because I am the God who destroys cycles. So that's where I am this morning. I'm going to preach to you um, how the Lord gave me this. And, and, and I hope that it's challenging the way that it has been challenging to me. God loves to wake me up with songs. And usually that's his way. You know, he normally does it on the eve of me about to preach too. 
And if you've been around for a long time, you know that my sermons usually come from areas of growth, where the Lord is growing me in my sermons. So, so you would never hear a sermon from me where I have arrived. Every sermon that I've ever preached, you know, my last sermon was God over self. Like, you remember that? And, and, and God kicked my butt saying I was picking things over him. So now God wants me to, because listen, I'm a person who, who for some reason I have issues with discipline. I told, you know, the prayer team this morning I was going to be very honest because, listen, I don't care. God knows. Right? I am a sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, man of God, and I still find myself in cycles. There's times where I pick up a book that I'm so motivated to read, I read two or three chapters and never finish. A cycle of not finishing things is all over my life with, with diets, with, with books, with with projects at home, I find myself, again, an anointed man of God who knows the word. I find myself caught in these cycles of behavior. And that's just the discipline part. There's all different types of cycles. The Lord, as he was sharing this to me, he said to me this. He said, there was always a hurricane season. There was also always a tornado season. And people who live in those areas always prepare themselves for the hurricane season. When we get close to the flu season, um, some people prepare themselves by getting a shot. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, how long would you be blind to the cycles that you are a part of not preparing yourself to fight against the cycle?" Can you imagine living in a city that gets hit by hurricanes every year and you just purposely decide not to do anything to prepare? Right? Or you know that you live in Tornado Lane, whatever the heck they call it, and you build your house with straw. Wouldn't that be kind of weird? But every day, every year, the enemy does things to get us in these cycles and we're not recognizing it and we're spirit-filled people and we find ourselves, why can't I just get to the promised land? Why can't I just get to my place of continued freedom? Why do I feel like that I'm anointed in church in the moment that I walk out, I get caught in a cycle? I know I can't be the only one this morning. I'm going to say this, but I want you to let me finish the sentence. Know your enemy's tactics against you. Not glorify it, not bringing glory to the enemy, but if you don't know the enemy's tactics against your life, cycles. Cycles. But Lord, I thought you said that I was destined. Cycle. But Lord, I thought you said I was delivered. Cycle. The Lord brought to me my cycles. Today is a day of honesty. In my early 20s, when I preached, when I did something for the Lord in some way, some kind, the spirit of lust was waiting for me when I got home. Now, as an older man, I recognized it for what it was. Then, I didn't realize it. And finally, in my late 20s, I was like, wait, why? After every time I preach or every time I do something mighty for the Lord, lead worship. When I go home that evening, the, the, I, f 
I fall to the spirit of lust. What the heck is going on? And this morning, the Lord said, at some point, you remembered the cycle and you decided to take yourself out of it. Interesting. But Lord, how did I do that? You dove into your word. You spoke against the spirit of lust. And and it's funny because I remember my 20s doing this and not realizing that now in my 40s, I preach lust is not home waiting for me when I get home. There's certain things the enemy right now is waiting for you outside. Right now. Yes, praise the Lord. Fill the anointing. No more longer slaves. Blah, 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 blah. Turn on CNN, Fox. Gotcha. Cycle. Sharon, I, and Brenda were talking last Wednesday. We got into a conversation where why is the spirit of fear so hard to hit sometimes, right? Some spirits, you get it? Yeah, get away from me, Satan. The spirit of fear, if you don't attack it right away, it can get deeply rooted, take you down rabbit trails, and all of a sudden, you got 25 guns in the shed and 1,000 gallons of water in the basement. Some of y'all ain't looking at me because you got 25 guns at home in your barn <laughs> and 1,000 gallons of water in your basement. Oh, I'm going to get ahead of myself. Let me, whew, Hallelujah. I no longer want to start a book and not finish it. I no longer want to get satisfied with weight loss and go back to my regular cycle. I no longer want to be caught in a mundane. Listen, you are not, the enemy is not afraid of you. You're in the cycle. I've been 100 with you this morning. If you're in the cycle, he is satisfied. Go to church. Sing hallelujah. Do what you want. It don't matter because I'm going to say one thing to your mind when you leave here. You're going to get in the cycle, and I'm good with you this week. I deal with your salvation again on Sunday. Oh. Oh, yes, Lord. I don't mind if you're quiet this morning. I'm I'm a black man who preaches, so I preach wild. (laughs) It's in my culture, baby. You ain't running away from it. You got me for the next 20 minutes of your life. (laughs) Woo, hallelujah. Pastor somewhere is shaking his head. Oh, Lord, have mercy. (laughs) Hallelujah. I don't mind being true to you this morning because the same God who made me aware of my cycles is the same God who said to me, I'm ready to destroy all of them. Those of you in this room, I believe that there are places where the Lord wants you to be. And because you don't understand the cycles that you're in, you're getting caught up in this same type of stuff, the same type of language, the same type of fear. And it's keeping you from the promised land that God has created you to be at. And let me say this, you know, and, and you know, I told this to the ladies too. Man, in my, in my 40 years, the enemy has never just sprung a new temptation to me. It's been the same cycle. I know I'm not the only one. It's the same cycle, all right? 
This, just because I conquered the spirit of lust back in the day, ain't, <laughs> every spring when the students of CMU get a little worn, they start dressing a little different, the spirit of lust tries to make his way back into my life. But if I'm so lackadaisical, if I don't know the tactics of my enemy, if I don't see it coming, all of a sudden the man of God walking on campus looks a certain way, gets caught in the cycle. You have to know your tactics of the enemy, right? The Bible teaches us kill, steal, and destroy. But we kind of just say that and leave it. That the Lord wants us to name them. This is what he told me. You name them, you speak against them, and you give it to me, and I'll do the rest. Can I get an amen? It's always the former self who tries to get back in, Right? It's always the old version of you. It's always the old Joni, the old thinker, that one with no discipline, you know. Um, in Ephesians 4, 22 to 24, that you put off concerning your formal conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man, which was created according to God in the true righteousness and holiness. This is not just for Sunday. This is a, a lifestyle that needs to happen every day. And when you sense in your spirit that something is taking you back to that old cycle, that old you, that it's time for you to stop, name it, and speak against it. If it's the spirit of fear, right? Lately in our country, 2020, fear has been the thing for me. Right when I wake up, a thought of fear hit me. And if you allow it, it will stay on you the entire day and dictate how you think, how you move, how you spend money, how you love. And according to the word of God, if fear in you, you can't love, you don't have a sound mind. Why do I keep on having to say sorry to my wife? Because you're in fear when you talk. Listen, I learned I say sorry less when I don't allow fear to come to my heart. Because it dictates the way you talk. Mm, thank you, Lord. And at the bottom line of it all, you don't trust God. You fight against the cycles of life by trusting the creator. By trusting the word. By knowing that you are new and you're not the old self. It's cycles of fear that needs to be attacked this morning. Cycles of lack of trust, of loneliness, poverty, hatred, unforgiveness, lust, anxiety, depression, bitterness, and the list could go on. What cycle are you in? Please don't tell me now. What cycle are you in? If you're convinced you don't have one, Holy Spirit, let them know. Because I'm convinced with all of my heart this morning that this is not just a talking point. This is not just something that's supposed to be heard. It's something that's supposed to happen in action. I believe that not only will the Lord tell you what your cycle is, I believe that you're supposed to leave here without it. But just like the prayer team we talked about this morning, it's still your choice no matter what. I will remind you that we should always renew our minds. 
every single day. One of my cycles is comfort. I get very comfortable when stuff around me is good and I begin to coast. My back is feeling great when my job is, my job is great. Finances are in, got the job that I want, pursuing the degree that I like. Me and Alice not arguing barely. Kids are doing great in school. I coast. I begin, I'm being honest with y'all this morning. A cycle of complacency happens where I know I should read my word every day, but I'm good. So if I just read one scripture, I'm good. And then all of a sudden, the fleshy Joni is all there all of a sudden, and I'm in a cycle, and everything I say to my wife is disrespectful, and I'm overly harsh to my kids. Then all of a sudden, I'm taking the stress of my coworkers home, and all of a sudden, I'm beginning to worry and fear again. And all of a sudden, and all of a sudden, I'm in the cycle from one decision, a God-fearing man deciding not to read his Bible. So when pastor comes up here and says that we need to have our face in the book, it's not a cliche. It's not a punchline because without it, the old man, the old conduct, the old cycles come back in. Then all of a sudden, you're thinking about old girlfriends. All of a sudden, you're thinking about how I felt good to be drunk. Then all of a sudden, you're remembering the smell of weed. And all of a sudden, you're beginning to remember the old days and your old behaviors and your old ways. And then you lost for it we need to watch out for these cycles that we get in and here's the funny part I'm talking about Christians not the world right now I'm talking about the very thing that the enemy is trying to keep you away from a glorious life a glorious life that we've all been promised Oh, but Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. Jesus is the cycle breaker. He is the chain breaker. John 8, 36. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Some of y'all need to say that every morning you wake up. When that old you try to remind you of stuff, wake up and be like, no, no, no. I'm free and I'm free indeed. I'm free and I'm free indeed. Hallelujah. I mean, some of y'all literally will have to say that after you leave the church today because the enemy of your soul will test you instantly on everything that we learned today. He will instantly try to put you, but listen, his tactics have been found out because this sermon is making you aware of certain things that you have never thought of before. Hallelujah. Philippians 4.8, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are a good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So when your mind takes you to a place that doesn't touch any of these, it's not the Lord. Well, a natural fear of things is good. Shut up, world. People in the world tell me that mess, right? You understand that 
if you don't work at church, you work in the worldly system, and everything that believe is literally the opposite of what you believe. If the world is telling you to fear, God is saying not to fear. Oh, but look at the riots, or, or look at this, or look at that, or we should fear this, or fear. I don't fear a thing because God is the God who's created all things. And once you begin to walk and talk with the Lord, once you begin to walk around your house and just get a little Pentecostal in you and begin to strut and say the word of God in the house, some things start to change. Your mind begins to break because sometimes to break a cycle, you got to break that will. And that will is the word of God. Stop reading scripture all pansy-like. Psalm 91, the one who lives under the protection of the all. No, for me and my house, we live under the protection of the almighty. And because of that, the Lord says to me that he will be my salvation. Don't that hit a little different? Man, the enemy already know. And the Lord makes me aware of his presence is on. It's like ding, ding, fight on. I wore this shirt not to sweat as much as usual. It's not working. Don't trust linen anyway. Hallelujah. I don't know why this message is making me so excited this morning. Because spiritually, it's time for us to awake and become warriors. I remember someone said, we're not called to be warriors. What? If I have an enemy who tries to come at me 24 hours a day, even when I'm sleeping, I'm not supposed to be a warrior. I have a wife and two kids. I'm not supposed to be that guy who wakes up. If I feel anything, if my daughter coughs, what was that? What was that? I don't play that in my house. We don't do coughing in my house. Could have been dust. I don't care. I'm so serious. <laughs> I, I know I irritate my wife. She she says something that glimpses fear. I look at her like, mm mm. She's like, I need to explain myself. Mm mm. Nope. Nope. No. Love you, babe. <laughs> Hallelujah. Psychos. We. We have a cycle of behavior. Um, I'm just going to take these off for a second. If I can fully do this. There you go. A cycle of behavior. I'm reminded in Luke about the woman with the issue of blood. The word of God tells us that for 12 years, she sought physicians. See, God would tell you all this morning, stop Googling. Just come and holler at me. Stop, stop Googling remedies. Stop getting in the cycle of, um, I'm going to ask everybody, then on, a, on 11th hour, I'm going to ask the Lord. We're saved people, right? We understand that God is God. Shouldn't he be the first one that you communicate to? Shouldn't he be the very first words that come out of your mouth when you hear bad news? Lord! Not just when somebody cut you off, Jesus. But when calamity hits, 
This woman with the issue of blood. You know what? Let's go ahead and let's read about it. Luke 8, 43 through 48. Now a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years who has spent all her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed in any way. For 12 years, she was in a cycle. Came from behind and touched the border of his garment. First of all, we talked about this morning in the prayer room. Mindy said, it takes action. Breaking a cycle is not just hearing a good sermon, or being involved in some good worship. It takes action. So for 12 years, she sought out remedies. She sought a different way to get answers to her problem, and she didn't. So she had to change her action. She heard that Jesus was in town. She could have stayed home and said, I'm just going to pray to him from here. No, she got herself up and she searched for the king. She came from behind and touched the border of his garment. And immediately her flow of blood stopped. And Jesus said, wait, wait, who, who touched me? When all denied it, Peter and those with him, master, the multitudes throng and press you. And you say, who touched me? But Jesus said, somebody touched me. I want you all to hear this. For I perceive power going out of me. Power coming out of who? Jesus. Right? I need you all to start understanding the songs we sing. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus to break every cycle, cycle. I tricked y'all, didn't I? There's power in Jesus. So after all the 12 years of remedies, all the 12 years of spending her livelihood, she touched the hem of his garment and the power of Jesus flew through her and she was healed instantly. Can I get an amen? Hallelujah. Now when the women saw that he was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him. And she declared to him in the presence of all the people that the reason she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. He said to her daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. It's time to have faith, church. We're a church of faith. Getting out some of these cycles by sight is it's not easy getting out of cycle of poverty. Outside, it's not easy getting out of some of these cycles, right? But I try to forgive. I try to forgive. I try to. So by sight, we can't get out. But by faith, by believing in Jesus, in the name of Jesus, where all knees shall bow, all tongues confess that he is Lord. Begin to put some word of God in your life. Begin to say, I will not have fear. I will not be bound by bitterness or unforgiveness. By the name of Jesus, I may not feel it, but my mouth was saying, the word of God says that life and death is in the power of the tongue, not the power of what you feel. So although I don't feel like I forgave you, I'm going to speak, I forgive you. Y'all got to clap. I'm happy. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Break these cycles. What cycle are you dealing with today? For Father's Day, my wife asked me what I wanted. If you know me, I like to find her things in life. My 40th birthday cost her a lot. But God is changing me. 
He is breaking me out of the cycle of merchandise and things. I told y'all I was going to be honest with y'all today. I like things. Do y'all know? God, this is so irritating, but listen to me for a second. Do y'all know, yours truly, I have a, a system of what cars that I will own in my lifetime? And for those who, some of y'all are just like, oh my God, Johnny, you like this? You don't know me. I have a system. I'm on number two. Number two is a Chrysler 300. Number three is a Cadillac. Number four is a Benz. It will happen because I have spoken. But this is how the Lord, well, I, I don't I really want to blame the Lord on it, but this is what happened. When I had my Sinada, which was phase one, nothing happened to this thing. I got that Chrysler 300. I'm like, this baby, that color is beautiful. I got like 12 dings on that car. I got two hit and runs already on this car. My daughter took a rock and decided to draw things on the side. <laughs> I got, I tried to, um, you know, you know, I forgot my my um, snow scraper at home. So like a bubblehead, I take, I take a can bottle and scrape, and I messed up the tent on my, I'm looking at my car like, Lord, I need a new car. <laughs> but I think that God is teaching me some stuff, right? About, oh, okay, so you want to focus on financial things. You want to focus on items, but guess what? I'll let you get the item, but if you make the item your God, it will fail. See, I never made my Sinada my God, right? I'm not saying I, made my, I wasn't bowing down to my 300, but I looked at it a lot. I may have buffed it once or twice. But God is getting me out of that cycle. Well, now I can walk up to my car and say, Lord, thank you for my car. Even with the dents or whatever it is. Some of y'all are going to go to my car and look for the dance after the church. I need y'all to calm down. <laughs> yes, I will. So God is taking me out of these cycles. So for Father's Day, she said, honey, what do you want? And I sat for a very, very long time, and I said, I want a new Bible. She said, literally, she said, really? That's the only thing you want? Yes. I, she for real? Like, really? I want a Bible. And my baby bought me a Bible, y'all. Now, I say that because I made a decision to get something that was going to help me break cycles. So I dove deeply. This is a study Bible, and it's by Dr. Tony Evans. And I dove deeply into the Word. And I didn't want to just know Psalm 91. I didn't just want to know that he was my protection. I wanted to know it deeply. Because one of my cycles is fear. One of my huge ones is the lack of trust. I'm a superman sometimes, and I try to take over situations and try to handle them on my own instead of first, like we talked about, talking to God first. So I get myself in that cycle, and of course, as a spiritual head of my family, I put my family in it also. So I'm reading Psalm 91, and God is continuously talking to me. Now, this is the Christian standard Bible version, but I'm going to read Psalm 91, verse 3, and they should have it up there for you. He himself will rescue you from the bird trap. 
and from the destructive plague. And I read that and I went, okay, what are you trying to tell me, Lord? He said, dig deeper. So there's references on this. So I dig, you know, I dug deeper. Psalms 127, I'm sorry, Psalm 124, verse 7. We have escaped like a bird from the hunter's net. The net is torn and we have escaped. Whoa, okay, Lord. So I shouldn't fear because I can escape the net. But in this verse, I would have already been in the net. So sometimes we make decisions and we get caught in these traps. But the cool part about this, it says the net is torn. So the net has been torn. So even if, you know, he keeps me from the hunter's net, if I find myself in the net, he cuts it. Is is that not the sweetest thing that you've heard all day? Even if I do make a mistake, get in the cycle, get caught up, you're going to cut the net for me, Lord? Hallelujah. Psalm 149, so 141, verse 9 through 10. Protect me from the trap they have set for me and from the snares of evildoers. Let the wicked fall into their own nets while I pass by safe. Ecclesiastes 9, 12. For certainly no one knows his time like fish caught in a cruel net or like birds caught in a trap. So people are trampled in the evil time as it suddenly falls on them. I read all of that and I sat back and I went, I don't have to fear. I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to get caught in the cycle of fear. I don't have to worry about what's going on in CNN or Fox or whatever. I don't have to worry about what's going on in Detroit. I don't have to worry about my parents' safety in Saginaw. I don't have to worry about my in-laws' safety in Kalamazoo. I don't have to worry about these things because my God is a God. Even if I'm caught in the net, he's going to come and take the net and cut it and let me and my family out. See, but some of us will read that and still make our own decisions. I'm going somewhere with this. I'm sorry I'm playing with this thing, y'all. You can tell my wife makes me fold. I'm just like, la, la, la. La, 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 la. I'm so goofy. I'm sorry, y'all. So I read this, and here comes the test. Once again, this time, 5 o'clock in the morning, God wakes me up singing. And this time, he says, instead of the blood of Jesus, he goes, Oh, the love of Jesus. Oh, and then I wake up. I'm like, okay, that's you. Then as I was awake listening, I'm like, wait, shouldn't I say blood of Jesus? He switched. Oh, the blood. He switched on me. And now it was like, okay, so now that I have your attention, remember all that money you spent on a vacation for Denver? I don't want you to go. Lord, is this you? He spoke instantly to me and said, Romans 8. I said, okay. I grabbed my phone, went to Romans 8. As I'm going, he stopped me on, those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. (laughs) Once I know it's God, in my mind, the decision is made. But who else I got to tell? Alice who is sound asleep, knocked out. God didn't wake her up singing. He woke up your boy singing. 
So there I am, knowing I was going to tell my wife that God told us not to go to Denver, knowing that it was a possibility we lose all the money from the flights, knowing that it was a possibility we we're going to lose all the money from the resort and all the travel that we have set up, knowing that that was it. I could not refute that I didn't hear the word of God. I heard the Lord's voice. It was his, and I had to make a decision. Or put my family in harm's way to get caught in a trap because I didn't listen to the Lord. So I just sat and stared at my wife and said, Lord, speak to her. Speak to her, Lord. Speak. Speak. <laughs> I didn't even wait for her to get fully awake. She turned, Alice, huh? We got to talk. She went, about what? Well, I told her, if I could show y'all her face, I would. It was awesome. It was just like, thus says the Lord. No, not really. That was not it. She doesn't doubt that I hear from the Lord. You know, sometimes we're not always happy when the Lord <laughs> leads us, right? Um, so both of our concerns were the money. So not only was he trying to take us out of a cycle of being worried about our finances, he was trying to take us out of a cycle of fearing obeying God's voice. I don't know why he told us not to go to Denver. Did he give me proof why? No. Do I need proof? No, I don't need the proof. God spoke and I did it. In two days, two family members called randomly and gave us the money that we lost on the trip. In two days, and we looked at each other like, yeah, that was God. So why do I tell you this? Because you can pray prayers and read scriptures about God and his safety and keeping you away from the plague. You can pray things that says that he will keep us away from evildoers and keep us away from the hunter's net and he will cover. You can read all of that, but when it comes to decision making, that either keeps you in the cycle or takes you out. Some of us would still choose what we want because that wasn't really God talking to me. I could have made a decision on money. How many times have I made decisions on money? A lot. But when you put yourself in a position to hear God's voice, there's no guessing. Man, Lord, that was you. And obeying you means I could lose a couple thousand. Well, is your will, is your bill. <laughs> oh, that's how I pray to God. I, I don't know how y'all pray. <laughs> when he tells me stuff like that, I'm like, oh, okay, Lord. It's your will, it's your bill. Hallelujah. You're going to make a way out of no way. Hallelujah. Cycles. The only way I was able to fight that moment is because I was in the word of God. To hear his voice. And I'll be honest, God's voice speaks louder when I'm in my word. I hear clearer when I'm in my word. God's, there's no, it, was that me or you? When I'm in my word, God speaks very loud. Clear. And because I'm so busy, it's always between 3 to 6 a.m. he wakes me up. All the time. Every time my eyes, I love sleep, y'all. I love sleep. Right? Love it. So when I wake up in the middle of the morning, wide awake, 
I don't have to ask if there's anything else. I just sit up and I say, yes, Lord, and he starts talking. How many times have he tried to talk to you? Right now he's trying to talk to you and tell you your cycles, and some of you are saying, no, 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 that's just what I deal with. I'm just a worrier. I just deal with a little bit of anxiety. Oh, I just, I just lie just a little bit. Cycle. And God wants us to be delivered from those cycles today. Why? Because I believe on the other side is the promise. This morning, our prayer team, we talked about the children of Israel and how God couldn't just take them from Egypt to their promise. They had to go around a little bit in the wilderness until they got it right. And guess what? Some of them didn't get it right. They stayed in the wilderness and didn't make it to the promised land. And I believe that God would tell you this morning that your promise is close. The thing that you've been praying for, the thing that you've been holding on to, but you have to count for your cycles. You need to call them out, speak against them, and give it to the Lord. I've mentioned a few of mine. I have several more. I have several more. And I pray that God has revealed to you at least one this morning. I want to read to you the lyrics of the song that I was telling you about. Um, and then actually the music is going to be played in here. It's not going to be played online because of rules and regulations. Um, but following social distancing after this, I'm going to call you up to the front. Don't come up here empty-handed. Come up here with a cycle or two in your hand, ready to leave this church without them. And remember that I do believe the power, actually prayer team, come up please, prepare yourselves. Um, I am convinced that if... You come up, you will leave without your cycle. God didn't just bring this up for us to have a hoo-hoo-ha party and then for us to leave and still deal with it. I believe that when you come up with it, that you will go back without it. But just like we talked about the woman with the issue of blood, it takes an action when you leave here to keep it. And know the plans of your enemy. Know that somebody's going to try to text you, call you, post about you. Something's going to happen when you leave here to try to trigger you back into the cycle that you have just been delivered from. So I'm going to read this and I'll give you a little bit more instruction. And again, this is Cycles by Jonathan Reynolds. Didn't I conquer this last year? Tell me what I miss, because I fear that is coming back up again. Must be something I ate, some song, some show, some hate. The devil wants to extend the game, free throws. And when it ends, he wants to make the sequel. Because if he has another chance, he feels like he can take my joy, my peace, my faith. See, the devil, he learns from your mistakes, even if you don't. That's how he keeps you in cycles and cycles. But I'm not going in cycles. 
and cycles. And then the second verse says, this will end like I want it to. I win. The enemy will have to lose again. See, I'm a different fighter now. And I have God to thank because his joy is my strength. See, the devil will learn it's a mistake when I am sure that I'm not going in cycles. So that's the song that triggered all of this. We can decide today to not deal with cycles. Fear. Um, Let me just read a couple examples. It could be fear, lack of trust, loneliness, poverty, hatred, unforgiveness, lust, anxiety, depression, bitterness. It can be anything. We even talked about systems. Like it's our church in the cycle. It's our city in the cycle. And what needs to happen to get us out to get to the promised land where we need to be? So as Tony prepares the song, this is between you and God. I'm going to pray a couple of things. We have some prayer people up where you can go and speak to them. They're going to ask you if it's okay for them to pray with you. You can pray six feet away if you want or get your hands laid on. But if you're new to our church, we believe prayer is real. Like we don't play around with it. Prayer is open communication from us to the Father. So before you leave, you have the choice. I am not going to force you. No one's here going to judge you if you stay seated. That's between you and God. If you know the cycle that you continuously go through that is keeping you away from your God-given destiny, I want you up here with someone to pray for you. And I believe with all of my heart that you're going to leave without it. And then the actions that happen once you leave this door dictates if you will live without it. Father, as they come up, Lord, we pray that you will reveal to them the areas, the cycles that need to be detached from their life because you are a God and you're here and you're ready to take them away. Lord, we call them out and we speak against them. That they would not rule our thinking because we are new creations in you. We are more than conquerors. In Jesus' name, amen. So as he plays the song, come up. Please don't miss your moment this morning. Please don't miss your moment this morning to leave here without cycles that get us caught up. Don't miss your moment this morning. Hallelujah. Play that again for me, Tone. Um, if you're in the room this morning, if you don't know the Lord, I, I don't want us to leave this church service without the opportunity of you getting a chance. You know, our team is still going to be praying, so please make your way up if you want prayer. But I want to leave you through a salvation prayer if this is something that you want to go through with us. Like, just know all the promises that I preached about this morning are for sons and daughters of God. So to repeat after me, say, Father, I love you. Father, I believe in you. Father, I believe that you sent your son to die for me. And when he rose again, he rose again for me. And by believing in Jesus, I believe that I now have a place in heavenly places. In Jesus' name we pray.
Somebody say amen. If you don't have a church home, this is a good place to find yourself. The presence of God is truly here. Our time is far spent, so I want to dismiss you. But if you want to stay in the room, our prayer team is going to be here to pray for you. Um, please do so. And, and as you leave, I want to challenge you to understand that the enemy of your soul would try to get you back into the cycle. He would try his best to remind you of who you used to be. And it's your job to use the word of God that you have to fight against these cycles. Please remember, if you're at home, if you want to call in to speak with someone to pray for you, that we are here at 989-681-5731. Please don't hesitate to call us. Here throughout the week in our office also. Don't allow the enemy to keep you in your cycles. It's so good to see you. I'm actually speaking this Wednesday, so come and join us this Wednesday. It's going to be great. Continue to check in our 714 prayer and keep our pastor, Miss Diane, in your prayers. Thank you for coming.